But seriously, thanks for listening to the Upchuck Theater Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Aaron. This is Rob. And we're doing an off-the-cuff um, hate fest. Um, are we are we doing spoilers? Do we have to label the spoilers? I, I want to say spoilers because I want to hate on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this episode spoiler comes with spoilers. Lot, lots of spoilers. So if you, you haven't, no, if you, so this is your warning. If you haven't seen Alien Covenant, and Keep you listening. and you care, well, yeah, and you care about saving twelve fifty, then listen to the whole thing. Um, if you plan on seeing the movie, then Don't. you have probably till about the ten minute mark, and then. <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. So, um, so as most people will know by now, Alien Covenant opened this past weekend in theaters, and uh, it fared relatively poorly here in the United States. It grossed, I think, it was about thirty-seven million, so it just edged out Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, it did better overseas, which is where I think they expect to make most of their money. According to Ridley Scott, it's more or less made its money back between foreign and domestic sales already. Um, but that doesn't necessarily really mean anything. So, every movie does good overseas. Certain movies, you yeah. Know, it's, uh, it seems like you know they always look at you always look at a movie, and you know they they tell you what the budget is, and then you have like your domestic whatever it made, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes to worldwide. It's right. always the worldwide number is always. I mean, granted, it's worldwide, so there's a lot more the a lot more countries watching it. But right. I'm just saying. I mean, it always seems like it doesn't matter how bad or how good a movie is. It just it always does better overseas. Yeah, it seems that way. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's a prime example. Well, I think it depends on the on the story, the content, sure. whatever. You know, um, foreign sensibilities. Is it? <laughs> No, I yeah. think it's more still that certain cultures are still kind of obsessed with what we do over here. I had a good point. Yeah. Which is too bad, but... Um, <laughs> so, th- this movie opened, and anybody that knows my taste in movies knows that I'm a huge fan of the franchise, and Rob is not that far behind me in his nope. fandom either. Um so now we're on to movie number six and prequel number two. Are you including the AVPs? Yeah, so we're, there's been six movies. <laughs> and not? No. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen them. They're terrible. I actually really like the second Alien vs. Predator because it's so awful, and it knows that it's awful, <laughs> and it... Like, the way that they kill everyone. Like, when they kill the high school kids in oh, the yeah, pool, yeah, 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 it's yeah. fantastic. I I can't lie. That's actually a guilty pleasure. Well, no, it's not. I'm going to say, but I know it's not a guilty pleasure because I'm not ashamed of it. Um, <laughs> the first Alien vs. Predator was, my goodness, that was like a third-term abortion. And the second one, I don't know, I enjoyed it because it was so stupid. And they knew it, they knew it was oh, yeah. stupid. In preparation for this episode... I did some research on Alien vs. Predator. Do you know the Predator species has a name? Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, it's you. So we still haven't gotten to spoilers yet. No. So, <laughs> so the, um, so yeah, so Alien uh, Covenant opened this weekend, and Rob and I saw it uh, Saturday night, second night that it was open. In the theater. In the theater. I don't theater normally. I don't either anymore. I think no, the you last theater really either. No, no, the last movie I saw before that in the theater, I think, was when we went to see Rogue One. Yeah. 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 yeah I think and so. Before that was Terminator, right? Terminator no, it would have been Force Awakens. Oh yeah. We yeah, saw yeah. both Star oh, Wars yeah. in the theaters and then Terminator, and I can't remember if I saw anything else. I Between those, those are the ones that I saw. I can't remember. Yeah, I haven't. I've maybe seen one or two other ones. I saw Jurassic World. That was. Abysmal, and then last night I saw Lost Highway, and, oh, yeah. uh, at the North Park Theater, and uh, fantastic movie, <coughs> and just totally different on a big screen. So much, so much stuff you don't see if you're just watching it at home. But anyways, so we'll uh, stay sort of on track. So Alien Covenant is uh, 
so it's another prequel. It's a follow-up to Prometheus. It ties in things with Prometheus. Um, and it takes place about 20 years before Alien. Um, so we're still dealing with just the Wayland Corp, right? Yutani hasn't gotten his Asian-y sounding name in there yet. Miss, Mrs. Yutani. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, um, or her Asian-y sounding name. Yeah. Um, and so... Building better worlds. Yeah, they sure are with those... <laughs> I like... Li- with the... <laughs> Those tricycles, the big wheels. wheels. Listen, I really want to stay on track with this one because this is going. This is supposed to be a hate fest. Yeah. For this alien, whatever it is, covenant, yeah, whatever thing. Yeah. But you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to bring it up yeah. because the little kid riding the tricycle in yeah. aliens, little big wheel, yeah. and it's got the whaling Yutani logo. Yeah, I want one. Is, I know, right? No, I want one. Yeah. See, that's what this is going to be, because I really can't stand that movie, or this movie that that we're about to do. Go ahead. So, all right. So, yeah. So, it takes place about 20 years before uh, the original Alien. And the opening sequence, which obviously takes place even further back, is completely pointless. uh, Completely pointless 10 minutes, much like the first six and a half minutes of this have been, where (laughs) we meet David... Uh, as he's basically been awakened. And we see him, of course, played by Michael Fassbender, uh, with his creator, uh, played by Guy Pierce, who is, uh, what is it, Professor Wayand or Dr. Wayand or. Uh, Wayand. Wayand. Peter Wayland. Peter Wayland. So. Um, so he's with Peter Wayland and he's, he's awoken. And he's finding out about himself and how flawless he is and how perfect he is and how he's been created. And immediately it comes about where he begins to question creation and how uh, Wayland says, you know, we don't quite know who created us as humans, but one day you and I will find out together. So he's playing Wagner... And uh, making tea, he's making tea, and then he decides sitting in expensive chairs, yeah, and in walking like he's got you know something arching his back. That whole scene was stupid, it was the most pointless drivel of all time. And if you remember, I I, I mentioned at the end, I didn't know what that meant, right? You had to explain it to me. That's what Mm. I did. You know, I might not be the brightest bulb in the pack, but the fact that I didn't get that. And it had to be explained to me. That's that's terrible. And then it ends with him saying, well, "What what is your name?" And David looks at the naked statue of David and looks at his penis and says, "David." So, well, yeah, that's the David statue. I don't know. His penis. Right. His penis is showing. I mean, I, you know. Penis. What's he? What's he? What's he gonna do? Da Vinci was like, "I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna sculpt your dick." Um. <laughs> So then everything happens in relation to, of course, Prometheus, which, you know, our, our good friend Sawdust Bin, you know, loves. Loves. Out in California. And loves I, it. I just, I. I love this too. Oh, well, oh, I have no doubt. Well, he, he, he responded to me and he was like, well, I take your comments with a grain of salt. I said, what does that even mean? And he goes, well, I, you know, I, <laughs> I like Prometheus. You know that way that he laughs too? ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you, Dustin. That's what that's, you sound that's like. What you sound yeah. like. So, anyways, I look forward to when uh, Saw Dustin has seen this movie. And listen to this. Which he'll, he does, and he's one of our most faithful listeners. He won't listen to it because he's got spoilers. He'll wait till he sees it. Well, I don't care. Spoilers. Spoilers. So, anyways. for you, Dustin. So, now we're on the Covenant, and so. Well, the Ship of Fools? Uh, the Ship of Fools, yeah. And there's no car of idiots, but. Ship of um, idiots? A way ship of idiots, I guess. So uh, everybody's in hypersleep except Michael Fassbender, but he's not David. He's Walter. So Walter is a more up-to-date version of David. Um, and basically <coughs> David what, this, what this movie is is it's a mixture of the original Alien with stupid people, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and Blade Runner. That's really what this movie is. Yeah, okay. um, so anyways, uh, so this crew of the Covenant, they're all asleep. There's 2,000 colonists. There's embryos. 
Um, there's a crew of about 15 or 20, and they're all in hypersleep. And Walter, as the android, is the only active crew member. And so they've just made a huge jump in hyperspace, and so they need to recharge their energy. Uh, the, you know, the, the ship needs to recharge, so he releases the sails like we're on the high seas, and this like wax paper comes out of the ship. <laughs> and, of course, that's when the neutrino burst hits. And so, you know, all the pea pods with the people fall down, and the crew is awakened, and then James Franco burns like a hot pocket, and that was that was that actually was, good. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was good. That was so for whatever reason, because he's James Franco and he wants to be like, I'm James Franco, I've been in a thousand movies. James Franco is the actual captain of the Covenant, but because... Oh, this is where the spoilers start. and But... Um, so something happens to his, you know, little pod and they, they can't revive him. And then like a fire starts inside. He is microwave. Yeah. And I couldn't have been happier at that. And then they show him. Smells delicious. And they show him like, you know, free form rock climbing and yelling at his wife with her strange bull haircut to you know, hurry up and get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, Beta Ripley. Yeah. But uh, now he's dead. So in his place comes... Uh, it's, I can't... Uh, Billy Crud. Uh, I just... I really... I, uh, Billy, he's terrible. Billy Crud up with that weird giant head and those stupid bangs... And even when we get past your facial deformities, you're just a—he's just a horrible act. I, ugh, terrible. Ugh. So he's uh, he's acting Captain Oral, and um, <laughs> or M. And no, no, it's Oral. Yeah, no, it's it's Oral. Yeah. And so the thing that differentiates him from everybody, apart from his like very attractive wife, who I can't understand why she was married to him, is that. He's a man of faith. Oh, is that what it is? That's the whole thing. He's a man of faith. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Really? And that's how much they really get into that and the differentiation between him and everybody else. Um, so, you know, apparently... He just seemed like a wuss to me, though. Like, well, he, he is. So and, or spi- like, like yeah. spineless and just like... Well, he is. Yeah. But, I mean, but that has nothing to do with the, that he's... Person of faith, or whatever the case may be. That's debatable. Well, I mean, it just—it just seems like his character was just so like, right, like wimpy and like, well, squeamish. Yeah, he's he's a bitch, and yeah, basically. But what differentiates him from most of the people on the ship is that he's a very pronounced man of faith. So, is there something in the future that we don't know about? Well, they don't—they don't explain it, so it doesn't matter. It's just like he believes in Jesus, and people don't. I mean, however, however, it's actually meant to be, but like that's what it is. It's so like in, so in twenty one something, does that make him like a pariah or something? Then I don't know. Maybe he gets an extra like badge to sew onto his shirt or something. You know, although you know that might actually be <laughs> the real thing, though. I mean, think about it. Sure. Because I mean, in twenty one whatever, I mean, who says that we haven't found other species? I mean, yeah, the whole thing of the alien or whatnot, yeah. but maybe there are other species, and maybe that puts the whole thought of creation into question, so people who are, who still have faith, whatever, maybe. Sure. That's not a thing. I don't know. I mean, it it's doesn't matter. I mean, it could, it could be that he likes bologna sandwiches and nobody else does because, like everything else in this movie, I'm that one. paper thin nonsense, terrible characters, and the script is awful. I mean, like, the story is, it's it's just poor. So anyways. What do, what's, the, what's his name say? Sugar something? Sugar tits. Or sugar tits. Danny McBride called yeah. the one girl sugar tits. Well, it kept going too. There was something about dick too. Yeah, remember. they keep talking about each other's like spouses' private parts. But you're skipping ahead to an, another oh, spoiler. Spoilers. So, so uh, acting Captain Oral uh, has no confidence and no one respects him. So they're in a little. It's not so much a crisis, but it's a problem. They've lost their captain that everybody loves because who doesn't love James Franco? Okay. Ugh. And um, so, you know, they're trying to decide what to do. 
and they get into a little bit of a heated argument because he's trying to take control. Everybody else clearly has a better understanding of what's going on, but he needs to be in control because he's the captain. So everybody reluctantly goes along with what's happening. It's very evident that Walter uh, Fossbender uh, has sort of an affinity for Daniels, who is the now widowed uh, second-in-command for J- of James Franco. Uh, it's very evident that they kind of have a connection <coughs> of some sort. He obviously has an affinity for her because um, he offers to help her do the tasks that she has to do. Uh, then we cut to a scene of uh, Oral and his uh, wife, who I, I don't even know her name. It doesn't matter. Karen. What's that? Karen. Karen. There you go. So Karen is married to Captain, acting Captain Oral. And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, you got to just do your thing and everybody's going to be fine. He's like, well, they don't respect me because, you know, they're burying their captain at sea. So Tennessee and Daniels and Walter and one other character who it doesn't matter because they're all interchangeable. Um, they're like all taking like a shot of whiskey and they jettison his body into space. And he has a conniption over this and says, they're, oh my God, they don't respect me. And I was already done. So I'm like, you're an idiot. And the best way you could have won these people over was if, if, if you took an hour <laughs> and said goodbye to someone that everyone respected. So then they come across a transmission. Ooh, who could that be from? I don't know. And it's from a planet that's only a few weeks away, as opposed to going back into hypersleep for what's like another seven and a half years. Yeah. And, um, you know, so some of the crew, and remember, none of the colonists are awake. It's only the crew of, you know, however many. I think 15? Was it 15? Something like that. Well, yeah. Something like that. So, uh, so, So one of the pilots, one of the pilots, she goes, you know, Captain... Everybody would love to check this out as opposed to going into hypersleep and da-da-da-da. And they run some initial tests, and it appears that this planet is even more hospitable and has a higher, you know, potential index rating or whatever the hell it is than where are they going? Orgami 6. Or, yeah, so Orgy 6. Origami 6. Yeah, so they're going to the Origami Orgy 6. Uh, but this planet has an even better... Well, it's more. they said it was more in the... The, you know, the Goldilocks. Yeah, zone, yeah, and the golden, the golden shower zone. Yeah. And um, so the captain decides, because he's got to win his crew over, uh, that they're going to go here. So then Daniels asks to speak to him in private. And, you know, apart from the robots, uh, she's like the only truly intelligent character in the, in the movie. And she says, what are you doing? It's time to go back to sleep. And he goes, no, 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 this could be perfect, and this and that, and da-da-da-da-da, and you could build your log cabin here, because her and dead boy were going to build a cabin. And she's like, no, there's a reason why the scanners that took years to collate said that this wasn't the place for us to land. Like, there's a reason. And he's like, no, we're going. So um, basically we can end it here, because that's how Billy Crudup killed his crew. Um, but of course they land and, you know, and then Danny McBride is in this as Tennessee and he says sugar tits and, you know, whatever. And that was okay. He was all right. I mean, he didn't bother me in this movie. Danny Danny McBride was all right. He was all right. I think he was one of the bright shining. Yeah. There are a few bright shining spots in this movie. Fassbender. Yep. Because, I mean, he's just fabulous. Fassbender. Um, you know. Yeah. Danny McBride was all right. Danny McBride was really good. Um, the one, uh, the one, the one girl who played uh, the doctor, mm-hmm. what, uh, McBride's wife yeah. in the movie. Yeah. I, I thought her character was actually really good. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought she did that well. And she dies in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I not Daniels. See, I didn't mind her. I, I thought she that, piss out of well, her. I thought that in the last part of the movie, her character kind of developed a little bit. And I, I thought her performance was decent. Um, but it takes till like the last half hour or so for it to even you know, for it to show through. I bored way beyond that. Bored yeah, oh I was I was I was already done. Um you know, and, and and to be and for me at least some of the death sequences were pretty cool. But 
that's about it. So they land on this planet, and then it becomes Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Mm -hmm. And so then they're, like, going through this forest, and there's wheat, and they don't know how the wheat got there. And then someone makes notice that there's no sounds. There's There's no animals. There's no bugs. There's no people, obviously. There's no birds. birds. There's no nothing. It's like completely, it's green and there's water and this and that, but it's sterile. So then uh, I think Oral's wife, right? She's a scientist, yeah. And she says, this is a great place for me to start taking some like urine samples of the planet. And so they leave one of the like faux space marines with her. Uh, the security element. Yeah. The security unit. Yeah. And... Uh, so they're there, and the rest of the the rest of the away team, uh, you the red know, shirts. Yeah, the red. Yeah, <coughs> and they go off, and they just they keep going. So, two things are happening now. So we've got two groups, and then also the people on the ship. And so, scientist wife is taking her samples of dirt and water, <coughs> and her the big ship and her foam marine. What's that? Well, there's the big ship. Yeah, it's there's like a, yeah, it's yeah, like there's, yeah. There's there's the there's the there's the crew, the, the crew right? Yeah. The, like the pilots, like and Tennessee, and, and there's yeah. the lander. Yeah, right. So yeah, so the, okay. So, well, yeah, his wife is the only one at the ship at yes. the moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the main group goes off, and then oh, they come across a really dried out croissant croissant from Burger King, which is the engineers, which is an engineer ship. And what do you what engineer ship do you think that might be? Hmm. But hold on, because we're gonna go back to urine sample analysis. And so, so while Oral's wife is, you know, shaking up her little, you know, test tubes and stuff like that, and you know, doing her her soil work and things like that. Great Sciencey band, stuff. great band, by the way, soil work. Yeah. And uh, so her fo marine, he um he goes, oh, I gotta take a leak. So of course, he you know steps on you know, like a mushroom and it releases these pores and yeah. And one of them goes into his ear canal. And so that's how he's going to get an alien. Yeah, that that's right. So he steps on like a spore, like a fungi and it releases things into the air. Is it a spoiler? Yeah. So it releases things into the Spoiler. Boo. That was actually kind of funny. <laughs> so it, it goes into his ear canal like a, like a really bad carnivorous earwig from Con 2, from the Wrath of Con, Con 2. Yeah, right. From the Wrath of Con. And then she like calls him back. So we know what's going to happen there. So then back cut to Chris Sandwich. And so just like how the idiots in Prometheus like put their nose real close to everything because I called this out too if you'll remember so uh, like a mushroom like th- this thing really looks like a mushroom as opposed to like algae or something on the ground and one of these idiots that's with the main group right bends on. down lo- and what did I say I go well go ahead and touch it so what does he do he goes ahead and goes ahead and he touches it and he doesn't see the t- the crappy CGI and then it like goes up into his asshole or in his dick hole or something so he's infected so then they get through the ship and they see some of the engineer statues or corpses or whatever they are and then they get to the main control room and they see the signal that's been pulsing out and surprise surprise it's from Dr. Elizabeth Shaw spoiler yeah so cut two uh, so meanwhile, Tennessee is trying to talk to his wife. I think it does it start to rain at the no, not yet, right? It doesn't yeah. start to rain yet, but they're having some trouble with communication. Yeah, yeah storm. Cut back to right. Yes, that's right. So they can't get closer. They can't yeah. get closer. So then we get to uh, back to the soil samples, and that dude's already sick, and he can't breathe, and then he like trips over and falls, and that's when Throws we left, and that's when we left. <laughs> um, so they start running back to the ship, and then. Uh, they call the main unit at the croissant, and they're like, something's wrong with whatever his name is. What's his face? Ledward. Is that what it is? Ledward? Yep. And, uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, so Oral and his crew start running back, and then their guy trips and falls, and then we laughed again. So then uh, Ledward and uh, Oral's wife, Karen, they do get back to the to the runabout there. 
And, um, you know, they put him right into sick bay, and then he starts convulsing and shaking. Um, I, I want to make a Michael J. Fox joke, but I won't. I should. So he, so he starts shaking like Michael J. Fox, right. but like on a Red Bull. And really, yeah, and then is. instead of a chest burster, we have a back burster. Now, I will say that at this moment, I was like, "Oh, back pimple." Oh, like I was, I was, I was intrigued, and that happens, and it pops out, and so Tennessee, so then Tennessee's uh, wife locks Karen and Ledworth and uh, their new baby in the in the med bay. So Karen is like, fucking let me out, you fucking bitch. Fuck, 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 fuck. And then the thing pops out of Ledward's back and then starts attacking Karen. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he got right into her. That was pretty great. Yeah. That was pretty great. And she, she died good. So then Tennessee's wife decides to open up the door. And get guns, too. Yeah, she gets a shotgun. And then she blows up the ship. And, um... Ship of idiots. Yeah. And just, of course, as the main crew is getting back to the runabout, it blows up. Um, and then... With the other guy getting sick, too. Right, and so then he's throwing up blood and this, that, and the other. And, uh, did you pick up on that? That him and the sergeant, they were a couple? It's the first gay couple in, in the alien, uh... In alien history, in the... Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. did notice Because he says, that. like, I love you as he's dying or whatever. Yeah, I did notice yeah. that. But yeah, so they decided I, to introduce that, and uh, he's one of the first people that's killed. So uh, so he's his back burster. No, it comes out of his throat. Yeah. comes out of his throat. Um, and, and then it's just, then they're, like, shooting at it and shooting at it and... These the alien these aliens are like a bad mixture of the alien from Alien Three and then Ripley's weird child from Alien Resurrection. They're this weird hybrid of nonsense. They're not aliens. Right. Well they're not yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. they're not xenomorphs. They're, uh, well, they're not xenomorphs. No, they do. They, there is a name for them. They're like ectomorphs no, or like <laughs> no the neomorph. Right, the neomorph. Right, so the Matrix morphs. This is terrible. Yeah, it's I terrible. So anyways, well, but what does happen that's cool is this ectomorph uh, kills like four people. Yeah. I mean, he just tears through them. It's like the raptors scene from the Lost World Jurassic Park, which is a terrible movie, but the idiots die in the field, and so that, like, five minutes is cool. Um, and then what happens... The hap- deaths in this movie were cool. Yeah, most of the deaths were pretty good. So then... Really. What's that? That's about it. Yeah. So then we we see like a flare go up and this big boom and explosion and then we see like Assassin's Creed which is also of course played by Michael Fassbender. And then we see this hooded figure and who could it be but David. And so David is still alive obviously as an android and Elizabeth Shaw has died and he brings them back to this temple. And all around them, as they're walking, there's just these, like, ashed over... It looks like Pompeii. You know, like after the volcano. <laughs> it does, right? Yeah, it does. So, David starts explaining things. Oh, Walter's lost his hand, because Walter... He saved Daniels. Yeah, saves Daniels. By, that was, like, the key thing, yeah, too. Right, so punches punches the... Neomorph. The, the Keanomorph, and loses his hand because, obviously, of the acid. Keanomorph. The Keanomorph, and... Um, oh, wait, is that, is that been established? What's that? The Neomorph had acid for blood? Well, he punches him, and... I don't remember. He Well, he punches him, and then his hand's gone. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I... Well, I probably, I, I mean, I'm sure they're filled with, like, Kool-Aid or peanut butter, because this movie, that's what they wanted to be. Peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter. Pe- morph. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so meanwhile... So then there's another, like... <laughs> what happens for the next half hour? Nothing, oh, no, really. I, like... I didn't... Uh, the, the, you explain more of the plot than I really thought we were going to. Well, the ones that are alive... The, all right, well, we'll speed it up. The ones that are alive are like, oh, we're dirty, we're hungry, this and that. 
couple of them try to reestablish contact with the ship because now it's like pouring rain. David has these really weird scenes with Walter, which we will touch on for an extra minute in a second. The most attractive girl out of the whole group, like, goes off to wash herself and then gets decapitated by one of these, yeah. you know, Keanomorphs. And the one of the biggest problems I had with this movie, besides the fact that it's utter garbage, is that we saw so much of the aliens. We see them so much. Yeah. And that's completely wrong. Well, and it just... Comparing it to Alien... Even comparing it to any of the other ones, yeah, because do we do we see a lot of aliens in two though? Well, but there's so many of them, no. and even then, no, you don't see them for more than a few seconds. Even like when they're crawling through the ducks and all yeah, that, that stuff. Is awesome. Yeah, but you see them for like two or three seconds. Yeah, okay, good point. And in this, yeah. I mean, you see it scaling the wall and doing tricks and doing all this goofiness. It's and hardcore. And hardcore. Yeah, alien. yeah. So a parmorph. So. <sighs> So we get to the scenes with David and Walter. And there you go. You're infected now. So we get to the scenes with David and Walter, and David is obviously far more advanced with emotion. David was created, much like the Nexus 6 from Blade Runner, to be as human as possible. Now, the thing with the Nexus 6, of course, is they're not supposed to develop emotions, but that's what happens. And David was programmed to have that. And that's, of course, what ultimately causes all the problems in Prometheus because he his ego he has ego and jealousy and everything else and yep. then he kills all the idiots so um and I like Walter better and well and but and this is where I started to realize I said okay so these so this is really David's story it's it, it's nothing else but to keep David going as a villain and so he has these really bizarre scenes with himself Fossbender where he kisses himself yeah. and he Makes he fingers a tin whistle and like an Irish tin whistle yeah, with but, Walter, <laughs> but while we're in the theater with the fingerings, <laughs> no, with he the fingerings. The now put your fingers here. Follow my follow it. We'll do the fingerings together. Blow. <laughs> Not gonna lie, the wall. Of course, we laughed. Oh yeah, well a lot of people laughed. And actually. then I think because we laughed, I think there was like. Yeah, weird people. Yeah, we, in the we front. started it. Yeah, we there started. There were weird it. people in the front that were laughing with us. Yeah, we and started. At it. some point, we should have just said uh, phrasing out loud, but we didn't. Yeah, well, we were too far. We um, and so you know, of course, Walter only has one hand, and David brings Give that. Man a hand. Well, and David brings, <laughs> and David brings that up. He says, "Well, sure, you can love. You sacrificed yourself with his hand for Daniels." So he's intimating oh. that Walter loves Daniels. But Walter's not designed to have emotions. Right. Maybe he's starting to come around. Right. Well, he's saying basically that even though he wasn't programmed that way, he's capable of so much more. This, is basically, this whole movie is just basically about, you know, these androids, you know, becoming self-aware. It's creation. Uh, it's obsessed. David is obsessed with creation. This movie is terrible. So uh, so then the, the one morph decapitates the really attractive girl. Yeah, that was cool because her head was like bobbing, Yeah, it was just know? like floating. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was like a Japanese lantern, yeah. <laughs> and um, so then Flo- David so David comes upon this alien and it looks at him and it snarls at him and he like breathes into its nostrils like a horse or whatever and it like oh, yeah, listens. It, it listens to him. And then this yeah, is where so this is where well, I mean, I was already done, but this is where this movie really pissed me off because Crudup's character, Orem, really was like, crud. get out of the way, get out of the way, get out of the way. So then he shoots the thing and shoots the thing and shoots the thing. And David goes, no, it was listening, it was listening, even though there's a head floating there. And then Captain Orem does what the bad guys usually do in the movies. He delivers a monologue when he should just kill like the good guy. Yep. And he's got this gun pointed at David. Now, David can take a couple shots, but, I mean, you can just just keep... He's going to go down. And they keep talking. He's like, if you don't take me to whatever or whatever, I will fucking shoot you. And I said it pretty loud. I'm like, just shoot him. Just shoot him. Just shoot him. Just shoot... And I said it like 20 times because it was just dumb. And then he goes, all right, well, I'll show you. And then there was one good part of the movie because he leads... And Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler... He leads Billy Crud up to uh, what I can only be described as a Buffalo, New York basement oh, yeah. <laughs> with no insulation and yeah. mold on the walls. And uh, we come across a dozen or so real 
alien eggs, xenomorph eggs. Face huggers. And so it's been coming as well where a few people, I think Daniels comes across some of his work. He shows Walter some of his work in a few scenes earlier. So we see how much he's obsessed with creation. He's had nothing to do. He's been alone. And he's been he's developing been all this stuff. He has, he's been engineering, yeah. He's got vials of this black liquid. Um, he kills the entire engineer population off with the black liquid when the croissant lands. For what reason? It's just, I don't know. It was just really dumb. And that's how much we're going to talk about it. So then he goes to uh, Captain Orem and goes, Here, this. Look at this. So Orem looks at the... Uh, the eggs. Put your and, face in there. Yeah, and so one of them opens up, and this is where I got excited. Uh, I was doing. I was going, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, and then of course he gets hugged, and uh, I clapped because I hate him, and <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. The fact that we actually get to see the final, you know, an actual xenomorph. Yeah, and so co- to, you know, so a couple other things happen. And a little bit of time passes, and people want to get out of there, and they can't find Captain Orm, and then we cut back to him, and then they did a really nice homage to John Hurt. Because it breaks out of his chest and he does the whole same like dead bird thing with his hands and this and that. And that picture of Billy Crudup dead and not able to talk in this movie anymore was probably the best part about it. Yeah, it's worth it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so now we have a real alien. We have a xenomorph and then it starts tearing through everything and starts killing that woman. Yeah, and and then so they're all trying to leave and getting mowed down, and then it gets to uh, wire foo between Walter and David, and they fight, and it's the dumbest thing ever because it's so disingenuous to the alien idea. And then androids fighting androids, and then basically there's only a couple people left. So ten, they finally make communication with the mothership. They're sending down a second, you know, shuttle. Um, all it is now is Daniels, the security chief, and then it ends up being. One of the androids, you know, Walter's on top of David, punching him with his one good hand, and they're, you know, well, do what you have to do, brother, and then, and, and you know, and then there's a knife, and then we cut away because he stabs we stabs him with the nail. Does he? Well, oh yeah, yeah. Because he has the nail that Daniels had. And yeah, she's supposed to use. Well, she, yeah, she stabs him in the cheek or whatever, and he goes, "That's the spirit," just yeah. like Roy Batty, yeah. which was, it's all right, but yeah, she had that nail that she was going to use to. Right, the first nail for her log cabin with, uh, right, um, you know, free rock climbing James Franco. Yeah, so that worked real well. Is now hot pocket. Yeah, in, in space. Yeah, and um, so then Walter and David fight, and then of course we don't we don't have any idea which one of them is gonna gonna make it out. If Walter's gonna keep pummeling him, or if David's gonna stab him, it, it it's David, and so. We really did keep that pretty hidden, pretty good, because he went along with everything up to, like, the very, very end. Oh, yeah. Like you didn't, you really didn't know. Like, at first I thought to myself, oh, that's easy, that's David. But then he went along with everything, and he was helping, and this and that, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe we actually haven't done, did it the right way. Well, but, no. we were both pretty sure it was David. Cause it, I was, but it's kind of like, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah. well, and, but I knew. I hoping. But I knew because they gave it away super, 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 super subtle. Because basically they get on the ship, but the xenomorph is there with them. And so Daniels goes out on the wing as they're still, like, in the planet's atmosphere. And there's this really stupid scene, like, trying to kill it. And in the end, she gets saved by Walter David. But there's a very quick flash of his hood going up. And to me, I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely David. Because he had a hood up at the beginning looking like Assassin's Creed. So they get in the ship and, you know, hug, hug, kiss, kiss. Like Tennessee and Daniels are like lamenting their losses and this and that. And everybody's kind of preparing for hypersleep again and just getting ready to try to go to Orgy 6. And uh, so then... Uh, the other two pilots, I don't know their names, but they're a couple. They decide, well, now's a good time to have a shower and have sex. Um, and that's when we realize that there's a xenomorph on board. Oh, yeah. Um, and th- that was a good death scene because yep. she sees it through the shower and she screams and her, her boy toy is like, what's up, baby? And then he gets the mini the mini head right through the glass through his neck. That was great. Yeah. And I was glad that they died. And then 
Walter David is tracking the thing and sort of helping, but sort of not. And they try to make it like, can he communicate with it or not? And then the, the xenomorph breaks the, the, the camera. So you're like, oh, maybe not, but I still knew it was. Um, and then Tennessee and Daniels are left to fight it, and they blow it out of the airlock. and With, all the, with, with the trucks. Yeah, that barely move in you know, the vacuum of space. And they blow it out. So it's very much reminiscent of the original and yeah. this and the other. And then they go to sleep. And so then Tennessee's asleep. And then Daniels is like, you know, Walter, before thank you, you... Walter, thank you. Before you put me under, you'll build my log cabin with me, right? And then Walter David looks at her and doesn't understand what she's talking about. And then she's oh, my God, David. And then she goes to sleep. Um, then he, like, regurgitates two alien embryos and puts them next to the babies. That and cool. then departs for Orgy 6. Movie's over. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I... The movie was terrible. I want my money back. Yeah, it was really bad. Ridley Scott, if you ever, for some odd reason, listen to this, for any reason, I want my money back. The the two things that have stuck out to me from reviews that I've read are... One of them says, you know, this this installment... Well, no, 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 no. That's not. No. <laughs> no, one of you know says this installment. It makes no sense why Ridley Scott chose to make this movie. That 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 was the best statement. That I don't get it. it doesn't make sense why Ridley. Why did Ridley Scott choose this story to be made? Like like what what was the point? Money. He's seventy nine. I don't know. I guess Money? okay. Um, and uh, Oscars. Yeah. I don't know. And then the dumbest thing that I've read about this movie, besides that it's a return to form, is that <laughs> basically this is the exact same story as the original one with dopey characters that make dopey choices. And that's where I have a real problem. Because the original the original movie is not about stupid characters. The original movie is about underprepared smart characters who have no chance against this thing and they do everything they can to survive. Do a pretty good job too. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I would argue is stupid is Veronica Cartwright's character Lambert because she's so hysterical all the time. But apart from her, I mean, even you know, even the the wrench monkeys, they're not stupid people. They do they no. do their job. They're they're real people. And, and no, see, that's that's where you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, they're and, real. Yeah, they're real people. They're real people. Well, we talk about the bonus situation. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe they deserve full shares. Oh well, yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right. See, I'm coming down. The fuck she coming down here for? She better stay out of my way. Out of my way. <laughs> we're gonna get into that in a second, but but you, you kind of nailed it there for for a quick brief moment. And if I could just you know wax idiotic for a second, you know you mentioned real characters, and that's like I I think that's the most important thing. Right. The first. <laughs> The first movie was done so kind of like underground. You know, it's funny because I went back, um, I watched the making of mm. the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From the quadrilogy mm-hmm. that you gave me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was really eye-opening. It was really interesting to me. I, I never realized, like, how uh, how that movie was or whatever. You know, the original, you know what the original name of that was supposed to be? I'm sure Star I do. Star Beast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways... Yeah. Not to get off too much off the subject, but you know, you I think you really hit the nail on the head there. The fact of the matter is, is the first movie, it's it's so seminal. And you nailed it. It was real people, real characters, like you said, underprepared, who were just completely thrown for a loop for this. And you can tell it from the dialogue, from the words they used, mm-hmm. the way they were talking, the the whole feel of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Everything. Yeah, they're people on a job. They yeah. want to get home. The, the ship is dirty. They want to get paid. You know, it's, you know? They're, they're, they're just doing what they have to do. They wake up in the system like, oh, where the hell are we now? You know, mm-hmm. oh, mother wants to talk to you. Great. Let me see what this is. And right none of them now. are happy. No, either. they're not. It's very interesting, too, in none the original is, one. They're not happy at any point. None well, of them are happy people, really. They're eating, they're happy. The yeah. Scenes, they were happy. Yeah, like well, I'm, at, well, I'm at, I'd rather be eating something else. But, you know, this point. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the look Lambert gives is just priceless. And then she starts laughing. Right, exactly. And I think that, that had to be a real laugh, because Yafikado's right. delivery through that whole movie is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, you know, why don't we just talk about the bonus situation? I mean, it's not, but, um, it would have been on an equitable level. But, you know, you nailed it, though. That's what it is. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's it. And, you know, and, and my problem with Prometheus, as well as this movie, well, besides the fact that they're both garbage... Is that it's so pristine, like everything's so clean, and I can understand that. I guess from the sense of like Whalen's home would be pristine because he's like the richest man on earth. But I, I just don't buy it. That's not the universe. That's not the universe in Alien. That's no. not the universe in Aliens. It's no. not the universe in Alien Three. It's not no. the universe in Alien Resurrection, no. which is not that good of a movie. So you know, and and. and to call the original crew dopey and to say that they, you know, they investigate something in a dopey way, it's completely false because there's an agenda there. You know, there's a line when, because Ripley doesn't like, well, nobody likes Ash. Nobody likes Ian Holmes' character, the science officer. Nope. And none of them know him. Nope. Because he's been planted by the company. And he's been, he and, and he ends up being, of course, a synthetic, becomes, he's a robot. But she asks him. She says, what do we know? Like, like, why is he here? And nope. Tom Skerritt's character, Dallas, says, I don't know. Two days before we were supposed to dock, my normal science officer gets replaced. No explanation. Nope. No nothing. And, you know, so he's got his agenda with mother. I like mo- I like them all. Yeah. You, know, his, you know, with mother and the company and everything else. The original crew is not stupid, and doesn't say, oh, well, we have to go do this. And yeah, why not? Da, 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 da. No, they get woken up with a specific purpose. It's in their contract that if they don't investigate, they lose their money, yep. all this other stuff. The only thing that's comparable is that Kane, John Hurt's character, gets super interested in the egg when it opens. Now, there's a couple things here. His curiosity, he's clearly interested in what's going on. So he's a curious man. That's fine. He wouldn't be down there if he doesn't slip and fall, which happens. He's in a spacesuit, so who knew that was going to happen to begin with? And that's a terrifying scene if you've never seen it before. Mm. When that egg opens, oh. if you've never seen that before, you're on the edge of your seat going, what the hell is going to happen here? Or the first time I saw that, I scared the crap out of me. And it just, it's just totally different. And the characters on that ship are not stupid. And the characters on that ship, I, I just there's so many more characters in Covenant too. That's part of it too. This huge ship going through through the nethers of like charted space. There's seven people and a cat. There's seven people and a cat who's far less annoying than any of the three that reside here with us. And well, Rupert's all right, but yeah, Rupert's all right. Yeah, yeah. but you know, but uh, that's it. And then they're hunted. In this, there's like 20 people, and none of them are smart enough to survive. And they all have guns. It was just stupid. Yeah, there's guns. no guns. Yeah, there's no guns on the Nostromo. They make like handheld flamethrowers. And like, cattle prods. Yeah, and cattle prods. Like, they don't, they have to, yeah, so stupid people did that. Yeah. And then they have to use their wits to try to outsmart the thing, because stupid people do them. I, I, ugh, I, ugh, God. It was just awful. Well, I was bored to the movie. We did facepalm at the same time at one we point. We did. I don't remember. I don't what I don't was remember. that about? It, about halfway through the movie, something really dumb happens, and Rob and I just both at the same time, and it was hysterical. Like because, not even pre no, it just no, happened. It just happened at the same time. People behind us had to be wondering what was going on. They must have thought I was having a seizure, how, like, how angry I was no, getting. No. Ugh. You know, and, and, and here's the thing. You know, when, when you had mentioned this to me, you know, like, oh, well, you know, Eric wants to go see you know, Alien. Yeah, this is your fault. Eric. Yeah. And you, you know, I, I thought about it and, and I, and I really kind of went, all right, well, okay. So for me, this is terrible. It can't be any worse than that. Right. And I really tried to give this, I really tried yeah. to go into this with a, with a kind of like, you know, a positive outlook saying, I said, okay, well, Prometheus is really terrible. Maybe they've learned their lesson. Maybe this will actually be good. The trailer looked halfway decent. Um, this will be cool. No. This was the furthest thing from being cool. The real mm-hmm. problem I have is that the fact that they're making it so that, you know, Walt, Walter David or whatever, David, <laughs> is the one that designed and yeah, genetically engineered the xenomorph. turned the neomorph into the iconic, classic, yeah, I, H.R. Giger-inspired 
Xenomorph. It was, it's just stupid. It's just yeah, stupid. I just, I can't, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around that, first of all. No. Because it's terrible. It's a terrible idea. It's a horrible idea. This is, this is what they call, you know what they call that, right? Retconning. Yeah. This is retconning yeah. gone terribly bad. Well, it t- it's, it totally just disrespects ret- everything that Dan O'Bannon came up with initially for the oh, story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it terrible. It. It's but that's terrible. how it is, though. They take franchises like that and they just ruin it. I mean, you have I, one, two, maybe three good movies, and then they say, oh, well, now we're going to... We're going to do a, a prequel and retcon things, and it'll all be explained. Your retcon... You the definition of retcon equals ruin, typically. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that that brings up another retarded that, something that brings up another point. The you know the most interesting scenes in the movie are between David and Walter, and they're also the most boring scenes in the movie. Yep. Fassbender is playing two roles, and he does an admirable job, but the script is so terrible. The script is horrible. And those scenes just go on and on, and and they it's his Walter version was much cooler though. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think Walter was awesome. I think I mean of all the characters, I have to say I I really enjoyed the Walter character. Well, you identify with him, you sympathize with him, you empathize with him. Yeah, it just you know he seemed so. I mean. I couldn't stand David. I couldn't stand David in Prometheus. I can't stand David here. Mm. I just he's it's just an annoy for me, I mean I'm just saying, I mean whatever. Mm. Just my own personal opinion. It's just he's just an annoying character. He's your typical he's your archetypal is that a word? Archetype? Mm, yeah. He's he's your typical archetypal bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, bad guy alien or, or bad guy android, you know, whatever. He's not Ash. No. You know, and because Ash was like Ash wasn't evil. He was just programmed. He was just doing what he was supposed to do, but that made him inherently bad. Whereas, like, David is evil because he has ego, because, I don't know, because he he's obsessed with this creation thing. No. Just, it was a very, I'm, I'm just saying, it's just a very stupid character to me. Well, it's the same. It, it's, it really... Well, it seemed cooler. It's just, it's just, it's the same thing as Blade Runner. It's all it is. Except... You know, Roy Batty is not inherently evil. Roy he's, Batty's awesome. He's the villain by default, but he's not really a yeah, villain. He had style, though. <laughs> no, but he's not like, really a villain, though, no, I either. Know. I'm just saying, like, Roy Batty had style. Yeah. He had, like, there was something about him. I mean, you, you, if you don't like bad guys in movies, you love him because he's so good. I mean, he's a cool character. I will say that in Prometheus, when David purposely put the virus into the drink of Elizabeth Shaw's uh, yeah. husband, I went, oh, really? I, that that was good. And as much as I hate Prometheus, Fassbender was great in it. And I don't I don't mind the character of David. Well, I mind what they're doing with David. Yeah. But David as a character fascinated me after Prometheus because I said, I, I, you know, what are they trying to do here? Really? Yeah. I, I thought between, I thought Fassbender's performance, I think the idea of a robot, of a, of a synthetic creation that, learns to be jealous that's fascinating to me i don't know so i mean were you go, were you going i mean did you know that he was gonna be in this movie the yeah character david yeah they, so were, were you like anticipating no i mean seriously were you like anticipating like where they were going to take the story i mean if that if that no no i had no idea that it would be no i mean bad. like no no, no, no. <laughs> no but what i'm saying is like if it like if that character fascinated you mm-hmm. in the first movie right were you going at this going like oh cool now where are they going to go with him you know, were you, were you mildly interested? Yeah, I was curious really? in that. Okay. Yeah, I was curious in that. I mean, because right. it said because it was also saying that Elizabeth Shaw it was also saying that Shaw makes an appearance, and I wasn't happy about that. But her only appearance is that she's gutted and like in like petrified oh, yeah. in wood or whatever. So that was good. So I didn't know that. I didn't know, I didn't know that that character yeah. like had an impression on you in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like the character cool. of David. That's cool. That's about it. Um, so well, I mean, I'll put you this way. Like I told you. You know, we got back, right? And I think we we parted ways. I ended up watching the first movie. Yeah, I did the other day too. I actually watched this. I watched it twice. Did you really? Yeah, I watched it twice. So I can watch the original Alien over and over again. I know. Well, we're gonna do that. Yeah. But we should we should watch that. 
But I, I watched it again, and you know, and 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 I watched the 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 two thousand three director cut. I did too. I like it a little bit. better. It's a little bit better. Yeah. yeah go the whole better. scene of it for me, it's like the scene when when Lambert slaps Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Here. That's a powerful moment. But that is so important to it's the a story. Powerful, powerful moment. Like you don't realize how important that is yeah. to the story, yeah. but. You know, it's just, it's a real shame because, you know, you, you go back, you go back, you watch the original, you know, and we, and we, we made references, we actually talked a lot about the original, but you go back and you watch the original and, and then you watch this and it's so different. It's so just, you, you kind of go, where, where do they go? Like what happened? You know what I mean? Really? If, you know, and, and I don't know if anyone's never seen the original. You gotta watch the original before you see this. You have to. Don't watch this and be like, "Oh, well, it's a prequel." We'll watch this and then we'll understand Alien. It doesn't even work that way. No. It, it doesn't work that way at all. Not at all. You know what I mean? You can't watch Prometheus this and then go like, "Oh, well, cool. Now I'll understand Alien." It's you know, and and I worry that that's what people might think. Yeah, that's possible. Young, younger younger generations. I mean, you know, me and you. I mean, we're we're a little older. You know what I mean? And I worry that the younger generation right now might be. Oh well, we saw Prometheus last year, so now we can watch this one, and now we can go back and we can watch that original because we've never seen it before because we just heard about Alien through Prometheus, yeah. and now we'll watch Alien and we'll understand it, you know. And that's terrible. I I feel bad. I don't I don't I don't want to see that happen. I agree. Can Can I segue for one quick second on something? Yeah. We watched we, we watched the Blade Runner trailer. Aaron. Hmm. Blade Runner trailer. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. We'll, we'll come back to that one. We sure did. <laughs> so, I mean, tell me, like, as as the people on Twitter were telling you, as you were bashing this movie on the Twitters. You were well, bashing. a lot of people were asking me to tell tell them how I really feel. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was yeah. just gonna say to you, like, look, well, Aaron, hmm. tell us how you really feel about Alien Covenant. I. It was horrible. And I, I almost feel, I, I'll tell you one thing. You want to know how crazy I got about it? I, I'm oh. wondering if I have to watch Prometheus again to see if it's, if this is a worse movie than Prometheus. Wow, really? Yeah. Cause wow. I think, I think this is worse than, I think it's worse than Prometheus. Wow. And I think it really is worse than Prometheus because it's so disingenuous. Yeah. It's so okay. disingenuous to, to just what the idea of, of alien is supposed to be. And there are going to be people that are going to be like, well, that, you know, you know, and, and well, it's a different, no, shut up. I don't care. I I don't care. No. And of all the people to do what's happened in these last two movies, Ridley Scott, just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not, I, I don't understand why someone who has such an important part of this of this art I don't understand why this is the movie he decided to make and uh, yeah it's terrible do we, do we rate these, these this is this doesn't rate this is horrible this, this, wow. is, this does not this movie does not rate Prometheus doesn't rate either Prometheus is garbage this does not rate well let's let's I, I, I want to bring this up real quick because we're because we were talking this earlier Alien Covenant Rotten Tomatoes, 71%. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the tomato meter. Audience score, 62, obviously. Uh, IMDb, Alien Covenant, 6.9. Uh, Metacritic, 65. And as I said earlier, we're, we were talking about this for a quick second. Um, film received generally positive reviews, with most critics praising Fassbender's dual performance. Which I had to admit, I thought that was kind of cool. That's got to be really tough as an actor to do two roles like that. Yeah. I mean, would you would you find that being? I mean, sure. You an actor, would you? Would that yeah. be tough for you? Well, you got to prepare two different ways. I mean, Walter and David are different characters, yeah. different thoughts, different feelings. Yeah. I mean, that's it's admirable. Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think it's the most challenging thing that's happened. I would think Patricia Arquette in Lost Highway. She plays oh, yeah. two characters. <laughs> 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 I mean, and and that's a little more involved. I think I, that's a little more involved than I think Fassbender ultimately had to be for this. I mean, but yeah, to have that mindset and to do that and to in the thought of preparing for a character to be looking at yourself more or less. Right. 
Um, whatever. I don't know. It's, uh, it it sucked. So. And noting it as a return to form. Oh yeah. For both director Ridley Scott oh, and yeah. the franchise. Oh yeah. I just, I really. No. I can't. No. I can't agree with that. No. And, you know, and I don't want to just hate on this movie to hate on it. No, it's terrible. But, and you know, I I'm a big Alien fan as you are. And I can't. Remember no, it was this. terrible. This movie's terrible. It was horrible. It's a shame. You know, I and that's that's really the big thing. It's a shame. It's a real shame because it's such a good franchise to a certain degree. Like if depending on what you consider, what movies are, what you consider the franchise. I like one and two personally. I'm not overtly big a big fan of three. Although then again, I haven't really seen it in a long time. Yeah, so. see, you got to see the remastered. Yeah, I may have to. Different cut. Um, I like I, three. I like I like I one, like two, and three. I, know you like three. I haven't seen Resurrection in like forever. It's, I think I watched it once. It's that's fine. Yeah. Although to be fair, the first half of Resurrection yeah. is not awful. It's it's interesting. Ron Perlman, Sigourney Weaver. Um, Winona Ryder. Uh, yeah, Ron Perlman, Scorny Weaver, uh, Brad Brad Dorif, I think, or whatever. I mean, it it, it oh, Dorif. Yeah the the first Dorf. the first half at least has some interesting things going for, it, and then the aliens start swimming, and I just I'm done. I like when he drops the like the when he, when he drops like the scalpers on the hot thing, like right on his leg, and he can't feel it because yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that part was funny. Yeah, so but I really like the first three movies and. That's where it ends, and it's the same idea with franchises. You go Terminator, oh. same thing. First two movies are great. I like the third one. There's a lot of merit to the third one. Is it necessary? No, but at least is there some value to it? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. And then Rise of the Machines, and uh, and then Genesis, which I didn't hate. Genesis, Genesis was okay. Oh, Genesis. And then John Connor became a bad guy robot, and that fell apart too. Well, but, there was. What was the one before Genesis? Rise of the Machines. No, that was three. Or, um, oh, um, I don't know. I Salvation. Like Salvation, which was just... Oh, man, I had such hopes for that movie. Dismal. Christian Bale and, like, what, Sam Worthington? Yeah, but I thought he had a really good part, though. Like, he was, like, a Terminator didn't even know it. Nah, I don't even remember. That's how terrible it was. Fair enough. <sighs> so, Alien Covenant. Yeah. And it's called Covenant because of the ship, not because of what you think Covenants are. That's what I thought it was supposed to be about. Then I realized the ship was called Covenant. Yeah. And that goes back to the faith thing, maybe? Well, yeah. I, I guess, maybe. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's a terrible movie. It's just awful. All right. It's been an hour. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Say goodbye, Rob. Bye, Rob. <laughs> <laughs>